0: Okay. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. It's Monday already. We uh, had a great weekend of sports and, uh, of course, joining us on a Monday to break down the NFL and uh, UFC and a few other things. Uh, Jason Cameron. How uh, how was your weekend, buddy? Weekend was really good. Um, it was a friend's birthday, so
1: we celebrated. I, I helped uh, facilitate some stuff. And end of the day, the birthday girl in question had a fantastic night. So did everybody else. Uh, it was a ton of fun. It
0: oh, was a ton great. of oh, nice. Sunday was a little rough, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what type of festivities? What type of things would you guys get up to? Uh,
1: like, you know, like just, just went out to like um, – Went out to like a – it was like a lounge. Went out to a lounge, Mm. Uh, but before that was met up at another friend's place and then had some appies and drinks, and then we went to the lounge after.
0: So That's really good. Yeah, and that was Saturday night, right? That was Saturday night, yeah. Yeah, so the UFC was early Saturday, but uh, the big (laughs) event Saturday night was the Triple G Canelo 3 and uh it was a fight we've been waiting for for about four or five years uh really, really wanted it to happen uh, much sooner uh it was really disappointing that it didn't because triple G's finally showing his age first time I've ever really seen him fight the way he did and uh he took a a loss uh it was I'd say about nine rounds to. Three something like that uh the judges scorecards were kind of ridiculous but um it was just not the same old triple g that we've uh, grown accustomed to and uh it turned out to be kind of a disappointing fight
1: that's unfortunate um first i unfortunately i didn't get a chance to see the fight I i was out but
0: did he look old and slow yeah yeah he sure did yeah he just uh didn't he seemed to be way slower than canelo he didn't seem to be pressing the action he seemed to be tentative every time he was you know trying to throw um i think they just they kept throwing stats out there like uh he's throwing about uh a third of the amount of punches that he did in those first two fights he's he's only uh you know thrown about half as many jabs uh they're just, uh, stats just kept coming out throughout the whole entire fight that said, you know, this is just not the same guy we witnessed in those two really epic battles.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I did mention to you before, before you watched the fight, that this might be his time yeah. to call the quits and hang him up. Because, you know, sometimes for boxers, it can just hit you all of a sudden all at once where you're just like, oh, I just don't have it anymore yeah His body just doesn't respond the way you'd like
0: he was adamant that he's not retiring he said he's got a bunch of fights in mind that he wants uh he wants to fight in um kazakhstan he wants to uh you know put on some uh more shows uh he'll probably be able to compete with some boxers but just uh canelo is still you know i think in his prime still and uh, just not really um, able to get up to his level. Uh, one thing about boxing that has really killed the sport is that there's these fights that people are clamoring for, but it takes years and years and years for these guys to finally come to agreement with their management teams and the promoters, and and uh, so then we see you know fighters where they're way past their prime, uh, and you know it just doesn't deliver like it should.
1: Yeah, and that that's always a shame because. The, the people that get cheated are the boxing fans.
2: yeah. And,
1: and so we, we don't get to see these two epic warriors in their prime go after each other. Now, for Triple G and Canelo, at least we did see two fights before Triple G kind of yeah. aged out, right? Yeah. Sure. And looking forward ahead, at least there's one fight coming up where it looks like they're going to get it right. right. And the fight I'm talking about, I think you already know where I'm going to go with this, yeah. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence Jr.
2: Yeah.
1: Those are two guys in their primes and we're going to get to see them do the do the thing.
2: Yeah. Get it. And yeah. I
0: can't, it's, I can't it's, it's scheduled. Uh, you know, fights fall off for numerous reasons, injury, yeah. uh, you know, different things, but um yeah, it's scheduled. I'm excited about that one. Uh, but yeah, it's few and far between with yeah. with boxing. Um do you think boxing would ever go the model of the UFC? Uh, have this preeminent organization that has everybody under on one umbrella, pits the top fighter against the ranked fighter, uh, really doesn't have to deal with one promotion against another promotion. Do you think boxing can be um, able to ever get there like a UFC model?
1: No, never. Will never happen because it's already ingrained. Like they they already got this whatever system that they got going on which sometimes to me just doesn't make any sense whatsoever and there's too much money involved right. so there's too many people that have vested interest in it going their way yeah. so for it to be all of a sudden become under one umbrella now nah, not likely to happen
0: yeah that's really too bad <laughs> i i think that's one of the only <clears throat> things that can save this board in north america and uh i know dana white has sort of Uh, talked about it at times uh, being maybe wanting to go that route. Um, You know, the funny thing is uh, Jake Paul and the Paul brothers are sort of um, in a way bringing boxing to the forefront. Uh, You know, it's, it's ridiculous because they're fighting a lot of, you know, people that aren't professional boxers, washed up guys, things like that. But um, it, it has the popularity somehow and has been getting a ton of eyeballs on these events but um yeah w- when i when i just look at so many fights that i've wanted to see but they've just taken so 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 long to happen and by the time they do the fights are really not very good because these fighters are just past their prime and they're kind of washed up so it's 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 a bummer really big bummer
1: yeah it is it is a bummer Uh another example of that happening, I remember from back in the day. Uh Floyd Mayweather when he fought finally fought Pacquiao. Yeah. Should have happened six, seven years ago. Way before before that. Yeah. Yeah. Never did. Yeah. And
0: it was and it was massive. Like it became, you know, the fight of the century type of thing. Uh everybody was talking about it. People were going and watching it at bars, casinos, all over. But uh, the fight really didn't deliver. It was very quite boring. It uh, really put a sort of a black mark on boxing because there was just so much hype behind it. Finally, these two ultimate warriors are going to have a a chance to finally face each other. And it was yeah, w- like like you say, six seven years when it was supposed past when it was supposed to happen.
1: Yeah, and it was super disappointing because you could see it. It's just like oh, he's. He's past it. Yeah. He's past it. And Floyd Mayweather, well, being the smart businessman that he is, he took advantage of that. But that's not what anybody wanted to see. Nobody wants to see an older Pacquiao take on, still maybe slightly out of his prime, but it's still very, very ridiculously good Floyd Mayweather take on this guy. Right. Like, so. Oh, if, there, if there was a way that they could solve that so that these fights that people want to see could always happen, that would be glorious. But uh, yeah, probably not going to happen like that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really too bad. Uh, I reached out to a bunch of friends and asked uh, who was watching it. Um, one of my friends, Dale Walters, uh, said that uh, he was going to get a chance to watch it, he thought, but he had flown to Edmonton to see his son Enter the ring and get his first uh, pro fight under his belt, and uh, he said the fight his uh, his son Jackson's fight was way more exciting than the Canelo Triple G fight. He said you should have flown out to Edmonton, be with me, and watch it. You would have been way more entertained with their fight than the the big one.
1: Well, it sounds to me like yeah, it, it's almost like obvious. It was yeah. more entertaining because, unfortunately, Triple G, like you know, it it it, it sucks because we understand his capabilities. Oh, but when, when yeah. you get old, you get old, and yeah. then you just you just don't have it anymore. Uh, not to say that he still can't put on good fights necessarily, mm-hmm. because obviously he still wants to keep fighting, but he just
0: can't fight at the highest levels anymore. No, unfortunately, and uh, yeah, for forever uh he'll he'll have those losses uh three losses to canelo and and uh those that's the only guy that's ever been able to beat him but um yeah i feel i feel for the guy and uh yeah what you know incredible career uh you know knockout artist uh you know one of the greatest fighters of all time hall of famer for sure going in right away first ballot um yeah i can't wait to you know for that recognition for him and you know i i have witnessed So many amazing fights by him. Uh, It's just, it is a bit sad when you see a guy that just uh, can't let go. And he's on a little past his prime. People, you know, witnessing maybe him for the first time. And they're like, oh, what was so good about this guy? I don't know. He's just, he didn't seem that great to me. Yeah, I know. Right. But it's like,
1: no, you saw what he did to people in that, in that boxing ring before Canelo. Yeah then you'd get it pretty quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh boxing and I I guess sports in general uh, very hard for these guys to let go, very hard for them to retire and and give it up uh you know they get very addicted to the the fame, the fortune, the the feeling of entering that ring in front of huge crowds. Um it's it's tough and you know I could never I should never tell a guy you know, it's time to retire. Uh, you know, that should be on his own terms.
1: It, it should be, but also too, there should be people in his camp saying, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe it's time. Yeah. Or we're getting
2: close. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. No kidding. Um, today, uh, was supposed to be a holiday. Uh, unfortunately, um, our productions said, no, not forget that. We don't care. Uh, the Queen died, you know, we're supposed to have this recognized day, according to the government, according to everybody, but nah, no, nah, no, nah, forget it. So I uh, had to go to work, so did you. Uh, a lot of people were off today. I was really shocked at how little traffic was on the road. It was uh, actually incredible. Uh, it felt like, I don't know, like a maybe a Sunday or maybe, I don't know, it just was bizarre how... Few little traffic I saw. Did you notice? Yeah, now that I now that you mentioned it, yeah, there, you,
1: you're you right. There wasn't really a lot of traffic on the roads. Yeah. Well, okay, so we we did experience some traffic um later on in the day coming out of Ladner, but that was because of, there was a traffic accident and it was actually looked pretty bad. Um, but yeah. other than that, other than that, it was actually you're right, there wasn't a lot of
0: traffic on the road, especially for me coming home no yeah, yeah yeah uh a big thing also that happened Saturday was this uh Hail Mary by Appalachian State uh I sent you the video uh, did you see the chaos and the craziness uh that ensued in that college football game? yeah it was awesome it was <laughs> it was like
1: it was like old school like where like the whole, the whole stadium just bum rushed <laughs> the field. It like, but, but it was amazing. Yeah. Like it was literally amazing. Like it was, well, that shouldn't have happened. And then it did. Yeah. It was
0: really awesome. yeah, that was one of the coolest uh Hail Marys to uh get the winning touchdown. And uh yeah, the once uh some of the fans started coming out of the stands, it just was like free for all oh. for everybody. And you know, I don't know how many fans sit in that stadium, but not many were still in the stands. Uh, within about a you know two minutes uh everybody seemed to be on the field celebrating and uh I'm gonna post a link uh I wasn't able to share it on here t- today but I'm gonna post a link uh uh there was a couple of viewpoints from it and uh man it was, it was pretty awesome the 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 TV coverage wasn't amazing because it's uh, a smaller college and uh you know they didn't have the big CBS or fox on the, the the scene but uh it was still pretty neat to, to witness it no no it was it was it was cool it was awesome
1: like yeah. you know because like, like you you see it the guy just hucks it forever and you're just like oh hey i guess it has a ch- oh
2: no it's like <laughs> he's like
1: hey it has a chance it's like oh no it really has a chance
0: <laughs> yeah. he runs it in uh, yeah yeah um one of the moments on the weekend that uh, I liked the most was uh, I just couldn't stop laughing. Uh, I guess this um, this Twitter site, this website, uh, sort of it it definitely um, focuses a lot on the space race and NASA, and it uh, sends out a lot of information about different things that NASA is doing. And it's not affiliated with NASA, but it kind of looks like a NASA site. So they sent out a tweet asking for uh, people's um, input on trying to name the latest probe that they're sending up to space, and it's heading to Uranus. And uh, so they put out this uh, request for people to actually physically name this, um, this probe that they're sending, and uh, oh my god, uh, the the submissions were just hilarious. Uh, there was people that took it seriously, and uh, yeah, started saying, "Okay, let's um, let's name this Muse Mission Uranus Science Expedition," or Earhart, uh, which is uh, named after the pioneering aviator Amelia Earhart. Um, another one was Tempest. In honor of how the um planets moons are named after a bunch of Shakespeare characters. But then uh there was a lot of submissions that were uh I would say tongue-in-cheek. Um they had uh Charmin, Seymour Butts, Deep Dive, uh, and then some pretty uh very creative ones that had acronyms like Research education charging towards Uranus mission, and uh, that ends up spelling rectum, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or planetary orbital observations probe, and that spells poop <laughs> <laughs> when you look it out in the acronym. Um, oh my god! Just the submissions were just so hilarious. I I couldn't believe it. I I thought it was um, actually true that the NASA had you know put in this request and a little deeper dive today for me realized that it was a uh, uh, somebody that was just trying to make a spoof and have some fun with it and oh my god the, the submissions just had me rolling rolling around laughing no well that that's 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 funny and it's funnier
1: that it was actually just a hoax yeah because, because when as soon as you said that i go I don't think NASA's ever done that or ever will do that. That, that was in my thought
0: because it's like, no, we're pretty capable of naming our own stuff. <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. It sure, um, sure had a lot of people believing that it was true and, uh, but it was, yeah, very well orchestrated folks. Um, yeah. I, I, I loved it. It it definitely had me laughing a ton. Um, let's turn to football uh, historically. Week two in the NFL, Uh, this first time in NFL history that there were multiple 21-point comebacks on the same day. Uh, The Dolphins and the Cardinals had some epic, epic comebacks. And uh, your Atlanta Falcons almost pulled off an epic comeback as well. I sent you some uh, text asking if you were watching that game because I was just shocked and blown away that the Falcons were making a comeback. Uh jalen ramsey snuffed that out with his, his his interception on the goal line there but um yeah there was uh some just insane crazy crazy comebacks and uh yeah i can't wait to break into it uh there was just uh some awesome action oh there was great action great action
1: fantastic games games where you thought oh no that this game is over and then it's like oh maybe not. I guess I'm gonna keep watching. No it, it great great week of uh, weekend of NFL football.
0: Yeah I don't know um I'm not exactly sure why I didn't find out why, but there's two games tonight on Monday night and uh, as far as I can ever remember, there was just only that one feature game always and and uh, so yeah tonight two don't know why uh one's on A- ABC one's on ESPN uh, shown locally here on TSN. Um, I came in late. Uh, I was trying to update and watch, um, uh, you know, the Bills score. But uh, they put a, a absolute beating tonight on the Tennessee Titans to go two and zero, put the Titans at zero and two. And and uh, oh my God, uh, uh, Bills are for real. Uh, they are a lot of people's Super Bowl favorite, and they're really showing why. Yeah, yeah, the Bills squashed the
1: Titans. Squashed their run game. Henry was, well, at the time when I looked at the stats, he only had 13 carries for 25 yards. He did score a touchdown, their only touchdown, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then the Bills' defense just shut them down. Like, Tanne- Tannehill, again, from when I first saw it, I think he finished with close to only 120 yards. Yeah and two interceptions
2: two picks yeah,
1: yeah it's just like wow
0: that, that was quite a night at the office for day. <laughs> yeah yeah they they pulled him uh i don't know if it was just cuz it, it it was out of reach or they were you know sick and tired of you know his ineptness but uh <laughs> they put Malik Willis in and he didn't do much better he was 1 for 4 with 6 yards uh henry i have never seen him shut down that badly uh, 1.9 yards per rush. Uh, that's not the King Henry that we're used to seeing. Um, but I I, I think the Bills' defense is maybe just as good as their offense. Uh, to win 41-7 against Tennessee, who, you know, the playoff team last year and, uh, you know, very solid team since Tannehill's been there. Uh, Josh Allen, another amazing night. 317 yards passing with four TDs. And uh, he... He's just, um, yeah, he's just masterful. He's just, uh, really, really working so well with his offense. Uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, what a game, 12 catches, <laughs> 148 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, those two together once Stefan left Minnesota and went to Buffalo, uh, those two have just been on the same page every single game. And, uh, this was just an epic performance by Diggs.
1: Oh yeah. Epic performance. Um. Allen was able to find his favorite target multiple times, multiple touchdowns. And uh, unfortunately, the Titans D, their secondary, couldn't do anything. Just couldn't stop him. They just were like, oh, that ball going over my – oh, it's another touchdown. And another one. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And
1: another
0: one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen, yeah, put up 24 points in the third quarter. He took the fourth quarter off. Case Keenum came in to – do mop up duty. Didn't really do a lot except hand the ball off and try to uh, run the clock down. But uh, yeah, that was uh, a an absolute whooping. And uh, Buffalo's uh, yeah, out of the gate two and zero, uh, and yeah, looking like world beaters. Uh, let's turn to the second game tonight: the Eagles and the Vikings. Still going on. About six minutes left in the fourth here. Uh, Eagles are dominating, uh, winning twenty four to seven. They had a they had a bit of a scare first week, but uh, put up a ton of points. Uh Jalen Hurts again, a really good performance tonight. And uh looks like Eagles will go to two and and uh, Vikings Vikings go to one and one. Well, well,
1: you know what? The Eagles have a great rushing attack, especially with Jalen Hurts just like uh doing his best uh best version of Michael Vick back there. Yeah, and getting yeah. it done. So yeah, man, it's uh I'm I think the Eagles could possibly be a dark horse because they're looking good. They're looking good so
0: far. Yeah. With their acquisitions that they made in the off season, I thought, look out, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be great. Um, they put up 350 yards of offense in the first half. Uh, it was, it was impressive. Uh, Jalen hurts. Um, at this point has 331 yards passing one touchdown. And, uh, 66 yards rushing with two touchdowns running. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's contributed three touchdowns for them, all three. And, um, yeah, I I don't think Minnesota has an answer. Uh, Justin Jefferson has been completely shut down tonight. Just uh, really not the kind of uh, performance we expected from him. Last week he had about 200 yards. And uh, this week he's been held to five catches for 41 yards. And uh, really a non-factor. Dalvin Cook, I haven't seen him shut down this bad either. 17 yards, rushing on six attempts. Uh, Kirk Cousins, yeah, just, uh, yeah, they they don't have any answers for Philly's defense uh, tonight at all. And, um, yeah, uh, yeah. another one of the elite teams uh, here on Monday night. Uh, Not close games, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, good to see some elite teams really, Showing their teeth and and getting some big victories.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially with the Eagles and just showing that they're not just good on offense; they're good on defense too, and they're capable of taking away weapons. Yeah, with the shutdown of Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, two of their prime weapons for the Vikings offense, took them right away.
0: Yeah. Now, customers are
1: having yeah. a very hard time.
0: Yeah. Uh there there has been a lot of parody in the NFL. Last year was one amazing example of parody and incredible games and super tight close games. Um, there are only six two and teams left, and there are five oh and two teams. Uh there's 19 teams that are one and one, and two that are oh one and one with that tie between Houston and, and Indy in that first week. Um, there has not been a team. To start 0 and 2 and make the playoffs since they changed the format to 14 to uh seven teams making it on both sides of the conferences, and uh, I just don't, I don't know. Coming out 0 and 2, isn't that crazy out of a 17 week season? Uh, you can pretty much just write off that you're not making the playoffs. Uh, uh that could be the case again for. A lot of these teams, we see the Titans at 0 and 2, the Raiders at 0 and 2. Um, yeah, some teams that you know people thought some big things were going to happen, and uh, I don't know if that's gonna that trend is gonna happen again this year. But it's kind of weird that over the last couple seasons, uh, no team 0 2 made the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it is kind of weird. Um, that that's uh, that that's actually happened. Um, because like the only team, the one team that I. I would look at and I think to myself, they could still possibly make it. Would definitely be the Raiders
0: for me, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one for me that I didn't mention is the Bengals. Um, you know, big uh-huh. surprise—they uh, were you know Super Bowl uh, finalists last year, uh, came out of the AFC. Um, but Panthers zero and two, not not unexpected. Falcons zero and two, and as I mentioned, the other teams, but. But uh yeah, kind of bizarre to see the Raiders, uh, Bengals and Titans all 0-2 and uh, in trouble already. Um, uh, okay, why don't we uh why don't we just go back a little bit and talk about the uh Thursday night game between the Chargers and the Chiefs? Uh that was the first um, game of the week, and um Justin Herbert was banged up pretty bad, uh had some seriously uh Broken rib cartilage that was really giving them a lot of pain. Uh, but, um, yeah, this is a back-and-forth game. Uh, very entertaining. But uh, the Chiefs were able to pull out and get their second one of the season. Yeah. And, and where they really took control
1: of the game was that interception on the goal line yeah. by, I believe, Watson. And for a 99-yard interception, right? Yeah. They brought that back for a touchdown. And then Not that's it. where the Chiefs took over. That was literally... That was the turning point in that game. Sure And was. Mahomes was masterful yet again 24, 35, 235 yards, two touchdowns, and just always finding a way to get it done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, you know, such a weapon there. He had uh, eight carries for 74 yards and four catches for 44 <laughs> yards. Looked great. Uh, Justin Herbert had a very big game. Um, But yeah, I just wasn't able to after after suffering that injury, just wasn't able to uh, really generate the the offense anymore. Uh, There was a lot of a lot of Chargers fans, including me, that were pretty scared, pretty worried that he was seriously banged up. But they say um, it's just something that's pain management should be able to uh, be addressed with some pain pills, maybe a shot. And you uh, should be fine, but uh, these guys are tough as hell. Uh, you know i I've had some rib cartilage fractures too, and it is it's brutal. I don't even know if I could play a game uh, you know at the highest level with it uh, but man, uh, uh, good 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 news, but bad news for him. Yeah, good news, but bad
1: news, but at the same time, you know like you, you look at that with the injury that he suffered. And you hope that they don't exacerbate it
2: anymore, yeah. because sure. at
1: the same time, yes, it is pain management, but the pain management that he's dealing with are 300-pound-plus linemen falling on him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's yeah. not funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Yeah.
0: When you say it, sounds funny, but geez, it's <laughs> yeah. not going to be funny for him at all. No. Um, Herbert's also missing his top receiver and Keenan Allen, who's still out, but... Uh, Mike Williams became his favorite target Had eight catches for 113 yards and touchdown. And um, yeah, we got the uh, Canadian Josh Palmer got a touchdown. Nice to see that the the Brampton, Ontario product uh, contributing there. Um, Austin Eckler had a hard time on the ground and um, yeah, they just, not enough offense to uh, take out the chiefs and uh yeah as i said uh, chiefs are back to 2 and 0 and uh dominating the the west chargers 1 and 1 uh broncos are also 1 and 1 um denver s- doesn't seem as happy um having russell wilson as they were uh a month ago and uh they've only put up 16 points both games uh, they were able to get a victory over Houston in this one, but um, their offense is not really um, firing on all cylinders like a lot of people expected with Russ going there. Uh, there was lots of booze from the home crowd to towards Russ and, and the offense. And uh, I don't know, his, his rookie coach, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, really uh, making a lot of mistakes. And uh, I don't know, um, I'm not sure if this experiment – $230 million uh, to bring them over is uh, working out so far. Well, so far,
1: no, no, it's not. You know, like, especially not getting it done is 45% completions, you know, and that's what Wilson's was. And that's horrible. No. It's not very good no. at all. No. So luckily the Broncos D stepped up and held the Texans to nine points, but that, Uh, That could have not been a thing if the Texans were smart enough to have just kept giving it to their running back, Damian Price, who's actually having himself quite the game. Yeah. 15 carries, 69 yards. Yeah, they probably could have given him the ball a little bit more. Don't know why they didn't do that. I guess they thought, ah, I think that's good enough for him. I think we got this one in the bag.
0: (laughs) No, you didn't. No. Yeah. that's is strange, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was the only one that was really going for them. Um, yeah. Uh, Corland Sutton, Sutton had a great game. Uh, obviously, uh, seven catches 122 yards. Um, the only touchdown came from Eric Savert, uh, one of the tight ends, 22 yard TD, um, Jerry Judy, uh, got hurt. He has a rib injury and, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the extent to the injury. Didn't hear today um if he's gonna be out for a bit, but uh that's a big loss if he is out for a little while. Um yeah, their running game was just okay with uh, Melvin Gordon, but um yeah, I, I don't know. So far, uh the Broncos just yeah, yeah, have not looked like that juggernaut that a lot of people expect that they would be.
1: No, no, and Part of the reason could be because of the rookie head coach. You know, like, he, I think he's still trying to find his way, so to speak, with his personnel and mm-hmm. with his play call. Mm-hmm. And so, right now, I, I think it's – you can see that
0: they don't have a cohesive unit yet
1: No, on offense. That's true. Uh,
0: next game for the Broncos, they host the 49ers on the Sunday nighter. And the Titans, uh, they – oh, no, sorry, Texans – Uh, They go to Chicago to play the Bears Sunday, uh, the early window. So um, we'll see that one. Um, Okay, so the Raiders were up 20 to nothing at the half over the Cardinals. Uh, They were still up 23 to seven after three quarters, and they found a way to blow the lead and lose 29-23 in overtime. Uh, Kyler Murray led the Cards to the comeback. Um, A.J. Green was uh, was great um, but uh, Hunter Renfro was the guy that uh, you can put a, a lot of blame on um, he fumbled twice in overtime uh, the first one was recovered by the Raiders by Foster Moreau uh, second one he fumbled Moreau went to grab it wasn't able to the, uh, the Cardinals were able to scoop it up run it back Touchdown won the game. Uh, shocking Vegas fans. Uh, this was crazy how uh, this just looked like in the bag. I kept checking it out, kept watching, and uh, thought, oh yeah, the Raiders got this easy, and the Cardinals just uh pulled off this miraculous comeback and won an overtime. The Raiders were up by 20
1: at halftime, <laughs> and then after that they only scored a field goal that is unex- that is not getting it done that is unacceptable for how good that team is and you scored a field goal in the second half
0: like what happened yeah
1: what happened to your team what
0: happened uh, i don't know like why didn't they throw the ball to devonte adams he he got two catches <laughs> for 12 yards he got a touchdown on, on one of his two catches uh, where was he? Why, you know, maybe they were double, triple teaming him, but like, uh, it was bizarre that, uh, he, they just took him right, right completely out of the game. Yeah, it was bizarre because like, even if he is being double team,
1: it's still Devonte Adams. I'm still going to take my shots with Devonte Adams,
2: yeah.
0: you know? Yeah.
1: And, and for whatever reason, Carr, I guess, didn't feel comfortable with that,
0: which is odd to me because yeah. he should, yeah, yeah, because those guys looked so great in that opening game, and uh, their yeah. college, you know, teammates and uh, still buddies, you know, have been wanting to play together for a long, long time. Uh, just shocking that uh, Devonte just became a non-factor in that second half. Um, yeah, it was it was bizarre, really bizarre. Uh, Kyler Murray really uh, looked phenomenal. And the end of that game, he got uh, two touchdowns, two two-point converts. Uh, one of the scores that he made was just amazing. He he took the ball, faded back, got a lot of pressure, had to run around. He ended up running 85.7 yards to uh, punch it into the end zone there. On uh, I think they 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 they, they um, hiked the ball at the five-yard line. I think it was. And for him to run around, run around, run around, and get in—that uh, was just epic, Kyler Murray. But you pointed out just before we started the podcast that even better was his laser beam pass to AJ Green in the back of the end zone to get the two point conversion that that uh, forced overtime. Uh, yeah, he's a you know he's a, he's a weapon with his feet and his arm. Uh, in, incredible performance. Yeah, because like that that pass that he made to AJ
1: Green at the back of the end zone, it reminded me of like like a movie where you see all these things that could be in the way of the ball, or like all these guys trying to intercept it, and the yeah. ball is perfect, just goes through through all these people yeah. just for the guy to just go, oh, thank you, Click. yeah, it was picture perfect pass.
0: Oh man, was it yeah, ever? It was- yeah, that was that was spectacular. Yeah, it was just a joy to watch, and I. I couldn't believe he could fit it through that window cuz no. there was like six or eight guys nice. that were trying to get it and it just <laughs> somehow just sliced between everybody's hands and and got in there. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh yeah, so yeah, the Cardinals are back. Uh really great amazing performance. Uh, it, it might take a little while for the Raiders to uh recover from blowing that lead. Uh that was crazy. Uh, I I just did not See that coming, uh, but um, yeah, they they just didn't die. And the cards uh, will have a tough test on Sunday afternoon. They host the Rams. Uh, the Raiders will travel to Tennessee, who we saw lose really badly to the Bills tonight. Uh, so two zero and two teams facing each other. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who's who's uh, finally going to get the win, and fi- uh, one team's going to go zero and three and and really put themselves in a deep hole.
1: Yeah, yeah, one team is definitely gonna be going 0-3. And by the way, I think that team not making the playoffs. Yeah. You heard
0: it here first. Not gonna make it. <laughs> I, I think you, that, that's a good <laughs> prediction. That's a very good prediction. Yeah. Um, okay, staying in the AFC. Uh, let's let's turn to the east. Uh Miami sits on top with a two-0 record with a massive comeback win of their own. Uh 42-38 over Baltimore. Uh Lamar Jackson and the Ra- Ravens also had this completely sewn up. This was this was <laughs> an easy win. Just they had it. I don't know how they let them let it let it go. Uh, Baltimore has always been amazingly famous for their defense. They have had epic, epic defensive performances, won Super Bowls, and, and this what must have just killed Baltimore. The, the the old guys that are old baltimore alumni the fans the coaching staff this team blew a lead that they should never have lost have blown and uh tua and his speedsters waddle and hill oh my god they pulled off another amazing epic comeback and got this victory what a game this was one of the best games i've ever seen if Ed Reed was watching this
1: this 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 particular game at home, he probably destroyed his own TV. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. He probably, like
1: the yeah. TV was destroyed. Um, yeah. But the one thing you ca- I can definitely say, and everybody else said, this was not Jackson's fault. Lamar Jackson did everything uh, possible uh, oh, yeah. to win that game. Yeah, you know, that dude was amazing. He was literally he was action Jackson. Twenty-one to twenty-nine, three hundred eighteen yards, three TDs. Nine carries, 119 yards, one touch. Oh, all right. So no. this is what we learned from that. I guess he can't do it
0: on his own. These <laughs> no. <you know>. no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, football's
0: not the same as uh, games like basketball. Uh, one man cannot win a football game all by himself. Uh, he tried. He, he really, tried. <laughs> really, really, really tried. Uh, he is. Uh, he is getting paid. Uh, yes. They are gonna really regret not re-upping him this off season. But uh, what a performance! But yeah, he just was not able to get the victory all by himself. Um, geez, uh, it it was yeah, it was epic. But um, Tua, what about Tua? Look at his numbers. Holy <laughs> cow! Like this, this, this might even eclipse some of his games in college. Like guys put up prolific numbers in college, but. For him to get six touchdowns, four what four hundred and seventy yards passing, like yeah. uh amazing, amazing performance by Tua.
1: And and on top of that, in the fourth quarter alone, threw for 189 yards. Jeez. Four touchdowns. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, having Tyreek Hill, that was just amazing. You know, being able to pull off getting Tyreek Hill there uh, with Waddle. I think these two guys are the fastest two players in the NFL. I would love to actually see a race between the top 10 guys, but I do think these two could be the two fastest. And uh, it must be just such a pleasure for Tua to just throw it up. Even when he's a little bit behind them, they're still, you know, six, seven, eight yards ahead. Uh, by the time the defense catch up they still got to build a three yard cushion uh you know he's still gonna get a massive amount of touchdowns this year he might be able to uh, you know start setting incredible Miami Dolphins records for touchdowns that we never thought we'd ever see broken
1: yeah because like now that he has these two incredible speedsters on the team they're able to stretch the defense yeah. and then also too what are you gonna do? You can't just double-team the one guy and not worry about the other because then the other guy's going to go up. So you double-team Waddle, oh, Hill goes up. Double-team Hill, Waddle goes up. Yeah. Or with this particular game, let's not double-team anybody. Oh, okay, then they'll both go up.
0: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you believe the numbers that they both put up? Both had oh, yeah. 11 balls, 171 for one, 190 for the other, and both got two <laughs> touchdowns? Like, <laughs> do we ever see a, a dynamic duo like this ever? This is... This is amazing. These are video game numbers.
1: Oh, they're video game numbers for sure. This is like me playing uh, Madden and been like, okay, well, I'm just gonna pass Tyree. Kill the whole entire game. Would you look at that? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna give it the while too. I'm gonna spray it around a little bit. Yeah, it was amazing. Those two receivers for the Miami Dolphins were are absolutely amazing.
0: Ray Rice, Ed Reed. Tyrell Suggs. They were throwing things around their house. They were. They probably went to the facility today to scream at the guys on defense. Right now, you are ruining our legacy. This Baltimore team is never supposed to give up points and yards like that. What the hell is going on? Uh, Harbaugh must be super furious. This was a. This was an epic collapse. That they. They had this game. This was this was in the bag. I can't believe that Miami was able to pull this off and, and get this massive win. This is huge. This really starts making you think that, uh, you know, Miami is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: the Miami is looking better and better as we go along. And also, too, too uh, is asserting that, no, no, I'm actually a very, very good quarterback. And now I get a chance to actually prove it and shut up all the doubters.
0: The uh, the game started off uh, Miami kicked the ball to Baltimore and Devin DuVernay returned the kickoff uh, 103 yards for an opening touchdown. Uh, do you know who Devin DuVernay's cousin is? No, I don't. We, we were just talking about him last oh. game. Okay. Uh, who was uh, the force to be reckoned with last game? Oh. juking around juking around
1: oh oh my, it's kyler murray
0: kyler murray is his cousin
2: no yeah. oh that's awesome
0: that's good yeah. cool. so I what a family know. yeah what a family they uh yeah these two guys are prolific runners and and uh yeah it, baltimore just didn't trail it just looked like boom they they got the opening kickoff scored a touchdown just start putting up points putting up points Lamar was just otherworldly and you thought, oh man, this game, uh, yeah, I should turn the channel and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, maybe I'll give Miami a shot here. And then I'm so glad I did, because that was, as I said, one of the best football games I've ever seen. Yeah, of course. Especially in the fourth quarter where they just put they put up godly type numbers.
1: That's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. I like do yeah. uh I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how many touchdowns Tua finishes with this season.
0: Yeah. 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 Guess who Miami plays Sunday early?
1: Okay. Oh. oh yeah.
0: Do you know?
1: Do you no, know? I, I yes. don't know. Okay. Inter,
0: interdivisional game. I'll give you a hint.
1: Interdivisional game.
0: I got to think. They got Sorry. Buffalo. They got Buffalo. Oh, so, Buffalo. Right. Holy cow. So, this Woo. is going to be epic. It's- Two incredible offenses. Uh, Josh Allen has uh, his completion percentage is 75%, 680 total yards with eight touchdowns. Stefan Diggs has 20 catches this year, 270 yards and four touchdowns. And you look at the numbers that uh, Miami's put up. This could be the game of the year in week three. Yeah, and and, and it,
1: it, I I'm super excited. First off, and you're right. This could be the game of the uh, game of the year. It could be already mm-hmm. in week three. Now, is that game in 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 Buffalo? It is. Uh, no,
0: it's in Miami. Miami hosts oh. it.
1: And okay, yeah. so so now it's 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 a be- it's going to be a beautiful day. going to yeah. be gorgeous. They don't have to play in the Bills, like you know, in a frozen tundra or anything else like that. But also, too, the Bills are like, oh no, no, it's really nice and sunny. We're gonna just—they're <laughs> gonna be coming after him. Yeah. I—I'm looking forward to that game. That's yeah.
0: gonna be a good. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the battle for the division lead. Um, both Dolphins and and Bills are two and zero, uh, and whoever wins will take take over the lead. Um, the Jets and the Patriots are both one and one uh, in behind. Um. Uh, the Ravens, uh, they will go to New England to play the Patriots, also in the early window. So, uh, let's see. Um, okay, uh, I mentioned the Jets. Uh, they also had an incredible comeback to win. Uh, they they came back on the Browns and they scored thirteen points to uh, fourteen points to pull out the win. Yep. In, la- in 82 seconds yep. in the last two minutes uh they were able to uh use Joe Flacco <laughs> whose 15year veteran kind of uh, pa- passes Brian somehow were able to uh, stun the Cleveland Browns and uh get the win uh Cleveland has not started the season two and all in almost 30 years. <laughs> uh, poor cleveland brown fans you're never gonna see a winner there i don't think um this was this must have been tough to witness the jets aren't a juggernaut they're not a team that's uh putting up huge amount of points on anybody uh they were able to come back in the last couple minutes and get this 31 to 31 it was great
1: yeah, no, it, it, it was crazy because of the fact that, well, you know, it's Jets. It's Jets. It's Jets, right? And, 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 and I I kind of thought, weird how the guy missed an extra point that badly. Yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, what's the worst that can happen? It's just an extra, oh, you can lose the game. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that's actually what happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. man. Nick Chubb. Had an amazing game. Three yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, you know, another guy that you're like, okay, you know, put the, put the game on his back. He's going to be able to lead us to a win. But no, it just football it cannot be won by one guy.
1: No, no. call cannot be won by one, man. Uh, and it's been proven a lot for this particular week, of, uh, for week two of the NFL. And uh, – Yeah, like even with the pass that uh, went to Davis, um, he was wide open, by the
2: way. was he ever Wide open,
1: lone coverage by the Browns, to to the point where you're just like, there was nobody in the vicinity. He was just like, (laughs) he ran down the field and was like, oh, nobody's going to cover me. This is great. Cool. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that was a gift. They just said, here you
0: go. Touchdown
1: for you, Corey Davis. Yeah, and then Corey Davis like, I just – can you do that again so we can win? Oh, yeah, and then they – so, it's
0: fine. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, uh, eight catches, 102 yards and two nice. touchdowns. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, and – uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty shocked. Um, after Zach Wilson went down, I just thought, um, you know, see you later right off the jet season. Uh, you know, they're probably still not going to, you know, go anywhere this year, but uh, to be able to just – somehow pull it together and think no we still can win this uh super impressive and it's gotta uh, make a lot of New York fans happy because uh, we've seen some pretty bad teams there in the last few years the Giants and the Jets both in Meadowlands not doing well but um what a what a, another crazy epic comeback for uh you know for week two
1: yeah another another epic comeback uh Jets fans have a ray of hope. A ray of hope now because it's like, hey, that wasn't actually supposed to happen, but it did. Yeah. I think we're back. We're back. I, well, I, I I wouldn't get crazy, but you know, at yeah. least they won this game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cleveland. You know, I I think Cleveland has you know amazing running attack with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, you yeah. know, you think you just hand the ball off to them a ton through the game. Uh, to be able to pick up Amari Cooper away from Dallas um he had a great game nine catches 101 yards and a touchdown i thought um you know look out browns could be alright but um yeah they just they just don't have enough there um miles garrett looked great uh, and Clowney looked great they both had uh, strip fumbles and um jadavian claudy unfortunately suffered a right ankle injury and he will not play thursday uh Cleveland uh will host the Steelers on uh ASC North Battle on Thursday. Um J- JV, J- JV and Clown Evia yeah, missing, that's gonna hurt them b- really big time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that sucks. That that's gonna hurt them. Uh, they're gonna have to make do with the personal that they have without him. But uh that's that's a big blow. That's a yeah. big blow.
0: Um, the Jets will host the Bengals on the early games on Sunday. Um, but, um, yeah, I am looking forward to that Cleveland Steelers game. Um, always good to see AFC North battles and, and, uh, hopefully they can, uh, yeah, have a good, have a good showing. Um, okay. We, we're still in the AFC East. Um, this was the Patriots. Uh, this was Robert Kraft's 500th game as the owner of the Patriots, and uh, they were able to pull out uh, a nail-biter, uh, a win, 17-14 over Pittsburgh. Um, Nelson Aguilar had the huge highlight touchdown catch. Um, it was <clears throat> it was epic and uh, an amazing, amazing catch that uh, pulled out the win for for the Patriots.
1: Yeah, yeah! Amazing catch, great throw by Matt Jones to get it there to him. Uh, and Jones, he he had a good game: twenty-one, to thirty-five, two hundred fifty-two yards, one touchdown. Fortunately, one INT. But um, Aguilar was the hero, definitely, yeah. for this game.
0: Yeah, he um he fizzled out in, in Philly. Um, the fans uh, weren't uh, happy with the drops that he had, some of the possession troubles but um since he's he's gone there he's looked pretty epic and he's become mac jones favorite target for sure uh to get 110 yards and a touchdown uh jacoby myers had a great game as well with nine catches 100 yards uh and damian harris uh, looked good he uh, was able to get uh 15 rushes for 71 yards 4.7 average and, and a touchdown um yeah um, a, a nice nice win Uh Steelers are still struggling with Mitch Trubisky there. Uh, Najee Harris, he is the their, uh, you know, their guy right now. But um, yeah, they're just—I don't know. With uh, it seems like with Trubisky, they're just using this dink and dunk offense. They're not really uh, airing the ball out too much, and and uh, yeah, they they just don't—they just don't really seem like they have an offensive uh, team that uh, will scare anybody really.
1: No, no, uh, because it. I think the Steelers are just basically asking Trubisky to manage the game and not create too many turnovers. Yeah. So they like, they're not letting them sling it like go gunslinger like Brett Favre. No, no, no. They're just like stay in your lane
0: and just do your checkdowns. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's not fun. Uh, it's tough because Chase Claypool's there and he's he's. Really great, uh, you know, product out of Avi'sford, and you know, I always watch for his stats and see what he's done. And uh, yeah, he's he's just. He, I think this whole entire Steelers team is going to struggle. Um, and as I mentioned, uh, they play Cleveland on Thursday. Uh, the Patriots host Baltimore Sunday. It's going to be a big test for the hoodie and Mac Jones and the whole Patriots organization trying to shut down Lamar and Baltimore
1: yeah yeah well good luck with that <laughs> yeah good luck with playing against a guy that looks like he's like a video game player because if he does what he did against uh Miami yeah I don't think the Patriots are good can rely on like an amazing comeback they're just no. gonna lose the game
0: yeah they're gonna lose <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's gonna be Going to be bad. Um, okay, we've broken down three of the teams in the AFC North. Steelers, Ravens, and Browns are all tied at 1-1 uh, one and one with the record. Uh, the Bengals occupy the bottom of the division 0-2 after losing a tough one to Dallas 20-17. to 17. Uh, Cooper Rush got his second career start uh, in favor of Dak Prescott, and he got his second career win. Um the Cowboys defense was the difference, though. Uh Joe Burrow, man. Uh, they, they tried to address his offensive line this yeah. offseason. They brought in guys that they thought were gonna protect him. And and again, uh six sacks against uh, you know, he's probably going to set a record this year for the most sacked QB of all time. And uh man, he's he's in trouble every time he drops back to try to pass the ball. Uh I feel really sorry for this young guy.
1: Yeah, it looks like he was like kind of running for his life or just getting buried by like this offensive lineman of the Cowboys, like every time he dropped back. It was to the point sometimes where I'm like, So what did they do again? Did they yeah. get two guys? Like because like, it looks like they didn't do anything. Like the oh. offensive line woes are still there and it's oh, no. it's really bad. Like it's oh. really, really bad. You yes. know, like if if they're not careful. Burrow is going to get hurt yeah. and he's going to be gone for the season. So, whatever they got to do, they got to figure out that offensive line because this it is not good right now. Not
2: good.
0: No, you're right. Um yeah, they're they're running a really bad risk of uh of getting Joe Burrow hurt and uh you know, he's one of the main reasons why they made the Super Bowl last year. Uh but um yeah, he's you know, constantly getting hit and and taken down. We saw uh, Justin Herbert get that uh, rib injury. We've seen other quarterbacks taken out. Uh, um, yeah, it's not uh, it's not good when your quarterback's running for his life and he's getting uh, seven sacks first week, six sacks the second week. Uh, yeah, that's not a recipe for success. And and um, geez, uh, yeah, this this has to be figured out. Uh, I think they're gonna have to make a trade really soon if these these guys that they brought in uh, won't be able to do the job. Exactly. Because at the end
1: of the day, if you're get, if you're running for your life, you're getting sacked all the time, that means that the offense doesn't literally have a chance to even get started. It doesn't, it doesn't have a chance to get started throughout the course of the game. So you're not giving yourself a chance to win these games, yeah. which Burrow is very capable of doing if he's given time. Yeah. And you're giving him no time. So that's what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, the other thing that um, really frustrates me uh, about this game was um, the Cowboys uh, seem to uh, – they have they have two running backs. They've got Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, and they seem to be enamored with Zeke more than Pollard. I think Pollard's a better running back. I think they got to get him the ball more. Zeke should start taking a back seat, Even though Ezekiel's making more money, I think Pollard's a better running back. He's proving it almost every single game. And uh, this is, I don't know if this is stubbornness or what's going on here, but this is crazy. Um, I think the Cowboys will have a lot more success if Pollard touches the ball three quarters of the game and Zeke about uh, one quarter of the game. Uh, this is uh, bizarre that they can't see what I see.
1: Yeah, it, it is a little bit bizarre uh, that they're just sticking with their guy and not trying Pollard for more touches. You know, just try it for a game at least. You know, you know what I'm saying. Um, and the fact that I don't know Elliot, he he seems to have lost something physically
2: yeah. to me.
1: Like yeah. he's just he's just not the same guy that we saw like even two years ago. He's no. just not he's not the same player.
0: Not at all. No. Uh, okay, I mentioned the Meadowlands earlier. The Cowboys go to the Meadowlands. They play the Giants uh, Monday nighter, uh, one week from tonight, and the Bengals. Also go to the Meadowlands, and they play the Jets on Sunday early. So um, uh, both the Jets and the Giants will be in New York uh, this coming weekend. Uh, Okay, last division in the AFC we have to cover is the AFC South. Uh, Really poor division. Um, It's tough to witness a lot of these teams, Uh, but it's hilarious that the Jags are leading – the division uh they sit at 2 and 0 after being the worst team in football last year and they came out with an, an amazing performance a 24 to nothing shutout of the colts uh the colts have to be embarrassed that is horrible i don't know how you lose 24 to nothing to the jags uh the jags haven't improved that much from the worst team in football last year to actually getting a twenty-four to nothing shutout, this is crazy. This was this was one of the another one of those shocking games in week two. Yeah, it was. But the one stat that I, I saw that I was a little bit surprised at
1: <clears throat> is that the Colts have lost their last eight to the Jags on the road. So in the Jags' home turf, wow. they've lost. That is, and I was like, stuff. oh. that's that's surprising to me. That's a very crazy and, stat. And then also, to the Jags' defense. Well, Maddie Ice had a rough night at the office. Yeah. Sacked five times, which forced him, forced him into three turnovers, three INTs. And then you're looking at his numbers, 195 yards, three interceptions. Not going to get it done. Uh, but Taylor – had a good game or would have had a better game if they maybe have just handed him the ball more. Yeah. Nine carries, 54 yards. Huh.
0: And then we're just going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> weird game plan. Yeah, another weird game plan. He had, uh, I think he had 31 carries first week and yeah. had an absolutely incredible game. Uh, to be able to only get him the ball nine times, uh, so bizarre, weird. Uh, that was Matt Ryan's worst game of his career. Um, I actually think that he's totally done. Uh, he was done, I think, after that Super Bowl loss. I think it just broke him. Uh, and I think it broke the whole Falcons organization. And, um, uh, yeah, it's weird that the Colts have done this again try to get a old veteran has been quarterback to come in and and try to try to win. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't see it working out, uh, again, uh, this is, um, th- this was tough to witness for, for Matt Ryan, who is a great quarterback has put up amazing numbers, had an, a really prolific career, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I don't think we're going to see maybe as bad a performance out of him this year, but I don't think we're going to see very many good ones
1: yeah it's uh I I, I I root for him because you know as a Falcons fan even though he's now on a different team I he, he did he did good for the for the organization for so long so this is kind of a little bit tough for me to see um but hopefully he doesn't fall completely off a cliff yeah. for this uh for this uh particular season hopefully that doesn't happen but going back to Trevor Lawrence he had a solid game solid yeah great game 25 yeah. of 30 only missed five 235 yards two touchdowns and one of his one of his guys i think one of his favorite receivers christian kirk six receptions 78 yards two touchdowns yeah got
0: done yeah he was a massive get for the jags this year that was great um, you know they were able to get kirk uh evan agram and and uh, julio jones uh, all three really really smart pickups And uh, yeah, I think that's going to help Trevor Lawrence have a lot more games like this. Also having a really good running game with James Robinson. Uh, He, he had a pretty pedestrian game most of the night, but uh, all of a sudden uh, broke one for a nice long touchdown. And um, yeah, you know, I, it's, it's amazing to see in football how a team that can be worse one year turned around and, and uh, all of a sudden, yeah, looked pretty, pretty darn good the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, it and you know how about you knew the Jags wouldn't be horrible forever, yeah. and that eventually some somehow they would start figuring things out, start putting together some wins against some teams that they should possibly win against. Yeah. And you know, I, I I I like the fact that at least you can see the progression with Trevor Lawrence, that he is getting better yeah. at the position.
0: Uh, Jags are in tough uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, late window game. Uh, they go into L.A. to play the Chargers. It's going to be hard to stay undefeated there. Uh, the Colts host the Chiefs, so they will remain winless uh, <laughs> after Sunday. And, uh, yeah, tough on them. to uh, After that weird 2020 tie to start the year, uh, a bad loss here, and uh, I think even a worse whooping is uh, on the, uh, in the cards for them uh, next Sunday. Chiefs, uh, yeah, might take it easy on them after they get up about five or six touchdowns. Though,
1: yeah, yeah, they 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 might take it easy on them, but if I know anything about that little that Patrick Mahomes, nah, they, you know, if they can't stop us, that's their problem. Let's go for fifty. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, Mike had the stats, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Get, get his other boys paid, you know, he'll get it. Exactly. Like, lots of the TDs and lots of yardage yeah. up. <laughs> um, okay, the AFC South, like I said, uh, really, really uh, poor division. Uh, Texans also remain winless, as we mentioned. They lost 16 to 9 to Denver, and uh, the Titans also. A bad loss tonight, 41-7 uh, against the Bills, and they sit at the bottom. So uh, let's move to the NFC now. Uh, let's talk about some better teams at AFC South. Man, I don't <laughs> want to spend much time talking about that. Uh, okay, let's start with the East. Uh, the Giants sit atop the standings there at 2-0. Oh. Um, that, uh, that's pretty great. Uh, Sa- Saquon Barkley was a workhorse again. Uh, touched the ball 24 times and had a had a pretty good game. Daniel Jones, just okay uh, numbers, but um, they were able to get a, a big touchdown from Daniel Bellinger and uh, pull out a, a close game against Carolina 1916. Yeah, and
1: then that Carolina, unfortunately, is still struggling with their red zone offense. It was it was bad. Uh, that's something that they're going to have to clean up if they want to start winning some of these games. Uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, not great numbers, kind of pedestrian. 14 to 29, 145 yards, one touchdown. Did carry the ball six times for 35 yards. That's great. They're going to get it done, though. Not mm-hmm. going to get it done. So, And Christian McCaffrey, got to say, he looked great. Yeah, he carries 102 yards. He was good
0: yeah he's uh finally back uh looking looking uh like he's recovered uh also caught four four balls for another 26 yards um he's had some injury troubles really bad over the last two years and uh he's the you know he's the main weapon they have there Uh, hopefully he can stay healthy and and they've got a shot but um definitely uh baker mayfield is struggling um yeah cleveland cut him loose and uh Uh, He, he, he thought he would go there here and uh, be able to do a lot, but uh, it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a good performance by Baker Um, giants uh, right away. Started the game off. Well, they forced a fumble on the opening kickoff and uh, yeah, really uh, was able to pull it a nice, nice, tidy little win Uh, giants do host the Cowboys. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Panthers sitting down at 1 2 they host the Saints uh Jameis Winston will will go in there and uh and yeah probably uh keep them winless so <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay let's talk about the um uh okay we we've we're covering here uh as i said um Giants are 2 and 0 Eagles are now 2 and 0 uh Commanders are are um, right behind them at one and one Uh, they had a a horrible start to their game Uh, they they were behind 22 to nothing to Detroit and uh, they started a furious comeback Carson Wentz had a huge game but um, I don't know what happened in that first half they just didn't do anything Uh, second half they looked great but uh, too far of a deficit to be able to overcome and uh, took the loss
1: yeah, yeah, they they, if they had a better first half, did like something better, they possibly could have won this game, yeah. but they didn't do that. Instead, in the first half, gave up a safety, and didn't get a first down till six minutes left in the second quarter.
2: Jeez.
1: Oh. Yeah, that is that is yikes. That is yeah. that is horrible. That is not good.
2: Crazy, and, yeah.
1: and then the Lions sacked Wentz five times. And uh, Aiden Hutchinson had three of those. Wow! So that uh, the Lions' defense was on it, but at the same time, like you said, Wentz had a great game. He managed to turn it on, but it was unfortunately a little too too little too late. Three hundred thirty-seven yards, three touchdowns, one interception. But Jerick Goff had himself a great game. Twenty-six to thirty-four, two hundred fifty-six yards, and four TDs. Yeah
0: apparently that apparently he can still play yeah yeah good to see yeah uh, yeah once he got traded away from the rams uh yeah, everybody thought uh oh uh, he's yeah, yeah back he's in detroit uh purgatory going to be um, yeah sh- put out to pasture soon but uh fantastic game um you know the the guys that they brought in uh, were really smart too josh Reynolds was a uh, part of that trade package uh he had a he had another touchdown but Amara Amara St. Brown, I mentioned him last week. Him and his brother scored touchdowns uh, two minutes apart. Um, He had a phenomenal game. Nine catches, 116 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, And he he had two rushes for 68 yards on the ground. And uh, DeAndre Swift, look out for this guy. Man, is he ever prolific. He had a few really phenomenal runs himself. Um, He was able to have five carries for 56 yards, 11 yards average, and a couple catches uh, for 31 yards for a touchdown himself. So, um, yeah, lots of weapons there for Goff. Uh, Great to see him put out a great performance. And uh, good for Detroit, seeing them uh, also go from really bad team last year, uh, winless uh, a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, we, we laughed a lot last year at, uh, the misery that, that their coach was going through and, and the tears that he was shedding. Uh, but 36 points. Uh, and uh, yeah, they put up a lot of points on the Eagles last, last week in a loss, but um, yeah, it looks like this offense has really turned some things around. Yeah.
1: And, and I don't and you know what I'm happy. I'm happy for it because you can tell the head coach, you know, you cry that much. <laughs> you, you You clearly care. You, you know <laughs> yeah. what? You know who he reminds me of now that I think about it? A little bit of Dick Vermeil in him. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, who, that's, that's who he's got. Yeah. And those players love Dick Vermeil, And I can tell that they love this dude, too. They love him. They love his genuineness and everything else. And they play hard, man. They play hard. So I'm glad to see that Detroit
0: is having some success
2: yeah, this season. exactly, yeah.
0: I don't think I gave the final score, but the Eagles did win uh 24 to 7 and uh they go to 2 and 0 as well in this uh, NFC East division and uh the team that's uh uh holding up the uh last position is the Cowboys uh we mentioned them a little bit but um uh, let's talk about their game uh against uh the Bengals they um yeah, let me see uh see I'll pull it out here yeah let's talk about a little bit of that oh no we did go through that uh, earlier yeah yeah, with the Bengals we have that on so okay let's turn to the uh, NFC West Um, all four teams sit at one and one Uh, I bet you the 49ers are really happy that they had the most expensive backup quarterback uh, still (laughs) in the fold uh one of the things that drives me just nuts about the NFL season is all the speculation when a, one quarterback's trying to take over for another and there's like oh he's going to get traded here oh he's going to get signed there they're going to wave him he's going to uh, millions of of speculating all this crap and then finally he just re-signs with the same team and all that was wasted 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 hours and breath and uh Trey Lance in his second career start uh, really uh, took a take it takes a huge blow, breaks his ankle, has to undergo surgery today, and is lost for the season. Uh, Jimmy G comes in, doesn't do a ton, but does G- what Jimmy D- G does and wins games, and uh, was able to pull out a victory for the Niners here. It's a
1: good thing that they retained his services. You know, it's, it's actually pretty good because if there's one thing about Jimmy G that he does do, he wins football games. He wins, yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. It may not look great, make be kind of ugly, but he still wins. Yeah. He still wins. So yeah. so thank goodness they still had him. You know, And, and Jimmy G, 13, twenty one fifty four yards, one touchdown. But apparently that's all he had to do. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because it's the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> and they suck. Yeah. They're not good. No. They're, never, they're not going to be good this year. It's not good. Yeah. But I will say this, though. At least they had one bright spot, briefly. Uh, Tyler Lockett, nine receptions, 107 yards. That's all I'm going to give them. That's great.
0: Yeah. Wait. And they got that uh, really amazing um, uh, kick. Uh, they the blocked kick that they uh, oh, right, you know, right. returned for a TD. But um, other than that, yeah, they they, they don't look – they did not look good uh, after the, getting that big win against the Broncos on opening uh, weekend. Um, yeah, they, they fell back to earth here. Um, that uh, that um, interception that DJ Dallas threw was probably one of the most horrible passes I've ever yeah. seen anybody throw. I don't know what the heck. I, I, I think it's like, uh oh, we don't trust Gino. so uh, maybe we'll get the running back to throw it, and they should never get that guy to throw another pass. That was the worst ball I've seen in years. Yeah, yeah. That's when you, you go, okay, so...
1: Oops, sorry about that. We tried that. We, we gave that a shot. That blew up in our face, so we know that doesn't work yeah no no that's that's very true that definitely does not work <laughs> and the 49ers defense completely dominant held the hawks i i love this stat 4.6 yards per like per, per play that's yeah. it yeah that's it.
0: brutal yeah it <laughs> was it was brutal 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 i feel sorry for hawk fans uh after so many years of making the playoffs and uh yeah they just uh it was it was rough they're Uh, They did not have anything going in this game at all. Their their, uh, offense was just completely stymied by the 49ers. And, um, yeah, the rushing attack was uh, incredible. Uh, Shanahan just loves handing the ball off as much as he can. Uh, I think they had something like 38 rushes in this game. They're handing the ball to everybody. Uh, Debo had a great game. Uh, Wilson, uh, yeah, they just – uh, yeah, it just it, it's a it's a pretty impressive offense. And Jimmy G should be able to probably just do enough to help this team make the playoffs and, and go pretty far. I, I wouldn't be surprised with it. Um That game, uh, because he did he had more than 25% of the snaps and got the win. That was another $350,000 in his bank. Uh He um, has a, a I think a base salary of 6 million and uh, he can make up to about 15 million uh with wins with uh incentives and all the bonuses he was scheduled to make 28 million this year and nobody wanted to touch that so uh he renegotiated but uh, he, he probably will get about half that this year and uh get all the glory again uh you know after they had pretty much given up and said See you later. Get out of here. We don't want you anymore. Uh now they're going to have to kiss and make up and and he's the guy again.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's the guy because hey, you just you never know. You never know in this league. You never know when your your starting quarterback's going to go down. You just you just don't know.
2: Yeah. Cuz right.
1: injuries happen all the time. And also to 49ers, they should be happy that they decided to retain his services because if they didn't, ooh they would not be in a good way right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, in basketball, they have the bird rule. They have the, a lot of rules where you can pay your own guy more money and don't worry about the salary cap. And, and there's a lot of things that are sort of, uh, you know, designed to keep your players instead of getting rid of them year after year. I wish there were a lot more teams had two good quarterbacks. They had, you know, number one and 1A. Uh, I don't, I don't like that, you know, all your eggs in one basket. And if your guy goes down, that's it. You know, you got to turn to a guy that's not very good and your, your season's just blown up and quarterbacks get hurt all the time. Uh, There should be, you know, way more teams that get that second guy. Maybe that second guy doesn't count towards your salary cap at all. That would be awesome. Never going to happen. But That would be
1: a great thing to have because then, you know what? It would just bring up the quality of these games of the fact that if your number one does go down, then number one A is just right there. It's like ah, we're we're really not going to miss too much of a beat
2: here,
0: yeah.
1: As opposed to just falling off a cliff.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Uh, You know they they are uh, you know they're the team that um, you know only really had the probably the best backup in the league and um yeah he's there and uh, i'm sure they're really really happy that uh no other team went for him and and took him off their hands uh cuz they were sort of just anybody anybody take him please take him we don't want him yeah, you know, I, I, we're done with him and uh yeah Trey Lance experiment hasn't worked out so far
1: no no because guess what i guess that experiment will continue next season
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah uh, okay the 49ers go to Denver to place uh to play the Broncos um that is the uh Sunday nighter and the Seahawks host the Falcons so um uh, yeah maybe the Seahawks can get a victory uh second <laughs> victory there uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah. uh, speaking of the Falcons um they were down 28 to three. And 28 to 3 is a score that is burned into the brain of every Atlanta Falcons fan around the world. Uh, because you all know that uh, they had that Super Bowl wrapped up at that score, and uh, somehow Tom Brady, the GOAT, was able to pull off the victory. Well, they were down 28 to 3 on this game against the Rams. And uh, everybody turned off the television sets all over the world. And uh, not me, because I was, I was, I had faith and I watched and I almost witnessed an absolute, another epic comeback. I texted you and said, are you watching? Are you watching this game? Because uh, most people weren't anymore. And uh, they, they came close to pulling this off. I don't know how they did it. It was, it was a shock. Uh, as I said earlier, Jalen Ramsey uh, snuffed it out on the goal line with a, a really ama- amazing interception. But um, yeah, this was this was stunning. I was I was blown away. This this could have been one of those epic comebacks as well. Could have been. Could have been. Here's the thing,
1: though. Yeah, I did, I knew it was going to happen because <laughs> as soon as I saw the score of twenty eight to three, I'm like, they'll never be able to overcome that. That 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 is. It's burned into the falcon' soul that they know it's like the twenty eight three well yeah, that that's like it's like a mental block for them now. Yeah. there's nothing we can do about it. If anything, what we'll do is we'll just like bring more heartache to to ourselves by coming really close and then blowing the game anyways. <laughs> that's what we
2: do. That's what we do.
0: That's it eh? yeah, yeah, yeah damn, damn. <laughs> yeah, I I I felt I definitely felt sorry for the Falcons faithful cuz um yeah, it's another heartbreak. Uh it really looked promising. Marcus Mariota looked great and he was really bringing it on, but I don't know why he threw that ball up there at that moment. Didn't need to do that. Um it uh yeah, it really bailed out the Rams. Um Sean McVay came up to the podium and he goes, Holy hell! I need a drink. <laughs> so that was his first uh, first words up at the podium after the game. Uh, he was stunned at the uh, comeback the Falcons were making. But uh, Jalen Ramsey, who had a really poor first game, was able to bail them out and get a really amazing pick there at the at the end. Yeah, Jalen
1: Ramsey just showing his all pro all pro chops like getting that interception cementing the win but you know again there's that one dude for the rams oh yeah cooper cup that guy's mr automatic you might as well just say oh no no, he's automatic he's just gonna get his numbers he's gonna be fine 11 receptions 108 yards two touchdowns and the man is he's he's amazing he's just he's a machine
0: yeah. I, I, I said uh, last week and I thought, you know, there's no way he's going to be able to put up the same numbers that he did last year, but man, yeah, he's, he's just, he's amazing. Yeah. He, his, his hands are incredible. He knows how to find the open seams. He's not the most athletic, most fast guy in, in the NFL, but um, he's like a Jerry Rice just knows where to go. And uh, his quarterback knows where he's going to be and, and they're on the same page and, And he always, you know, puts up 100 yards per game with 10 to 15 catches. It's incredible. Yeah, and and his game is not flashy, but
1: it's always dependable, reliable, and he's always going to be there for you, always. Yeah.
0: Um, Rams go to Arizona to play the Cards, so interdivisional matchup there would be great. Uh, Falcons, as I said, go to Seattle. Uh, All four teams in the uh, NFC West. Niners, Rams, Cards, and Seahawks all one and one to start the year. Uh NSC North. Um, the only undefeated team going into tonight was Minnesota. And uh boom. Uh they took the loss, uh, as I said, uh 24 to 7 over the Eagles. Um the Packers played that Sunday nighter and uh Aaron Rodgers uh still owns the bears. Uh this was uh, this was just uh you know, regular game. Uh, wasn't that compelling? Uh 27 to 10 win for the Packers. Um rod kind of had a relatively quiet game for him, uh, but um pulled out the win and that's what's important for them. Yeah. yeah, and and the guy that uh
1: really gashed the bears was Mr. Jones. 15 carries 132 yards one touchdown and then I you know a couple receptions for 38 yards and another touchdown
0: yeah
1: yeah so he had a big game had a Yeah big
0: game. Aaron Jones is a massive weapon and um yeah I, I know how much uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, relies on him and is is really um yeah prolific for them uh AJ Dillon uh, also um great in the backfield 18 carries for 61 yards and And, um, yeah, a catch as well. Um, Sammy Watkins, uh, three catches for 93 yards, a a prolific target for him. And um, Alan Lazard got the uh, other touchdown for them. Uh, Easy win. um, Fields, what the heck? Like, that was crazy how little they rely on and they believe in. Justin Fields passing the ball. Uh, 11 attempts. Uh, seventy yards and no touchdowns, one interception. Like, um, what the heck's going on? They, they they don't trust him at all to throw the ball, do they? No, not not really. So
1: I don't. I wonder why is he your quarterback? You're not gonna let him, you know, throw the ball like at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing to me. Like it's like, no man, that, that dude. If you want to have a like a an offense, a balanced offense. Any kind of offense, he's going to have to pass the ball a little bit more than eleven times that game.
2: Yeah,
1: and that yeah. has, has to be a thing. And if it's not a thing, then clearly, then that guy cannot be
0: your quarterback going forward. Yeah. Okay. I mentioned uh, equin. Uh, I mentioned Almon Ross St. Brown. Uh, the Equinomius, uh St. Brown um, had a couple catches, thirty-nine yards, uh, really good there. But uh, there really wasn't uh, m- much thrown up. Uh, David Montgomery, you got to get that guy, the ball, uh, you know, they, they, this offense just stalled like crazy. Uh, he had 15 carries for 122 yards and a couple catches for 14 yards, but um, yeah, they just could not generate anything against the Packers and um, really didn't look good at all. No, no.
1: They're, they're like their only bright spot was Montgomery and that was it. That yeah. was it. It was unfortunate, but um, the Bears need more, especially from their quarterback, or at least need to let him try.
0: This will be a really good matchup. Uh, Green Bay goes to Tampa Bay uh, on for Sunday late window. Uh, Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady. Uh, really looking forward to this one.
1: Oh, those, those are, that's always a great game when you have two future Hall of Famers. Well, one one's definitely a Hall of Famer, Brady. Uh, actually, they both are. They yeah. both are. But yeah. it, it's it's gonna it's it should be fun it should be a good old shootout
2: hopefully
0: yeah um as I'm as we mentioned the Bucks uh they played terrible on Sunday they were just not there um they were tied three to three after three quarters uh they just um yeah they just couldn't get anything going. Uh, until they had a fight, until a brawl was started by Tom Brady. Uh, it seemed like it was the CSM turning point. Yeah. and And uh, all of a sudden, they were able to pull out the win. Unfortunately, Mike Evans, because of this brawl, will be suspended for the game against the, the Packers. Uh, He came in uh, to Tom Brady's defense, and um, threw... Uh, Marshawn Lattimore to the ground and uh, yeah will be suspended he's appealing it but I, I think he's gone for this this Sunday um, Tom Brady looked super frustrated I know he's going through a divorce and all this kind of crap but you gotta just calm down and uh, yeah save your teammates from trying to save a 46 year old man from getting killed uh, this was this was not good and uh, you yeah, know they were able to win, but they sure did not look good doing so.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, they, they didn't look very good at all. But at the same time, Evans and Lattimore, they got, they got beef. They got, they got it. They, they, they got a history, they have a history. Yeah,
2: like, like, history. Yeah, a huge history of beef.
1: Yeah. So, but the one thing that Lattimore, I, I think he forgot something. You forgot about one thing. Very important. Don't tug on Superman's cape don't do that. Don't poke the bear. Just yeah. don't. Leave him alone. Yeah. Because once he did that, it's like, oh, oh, really? I think you forgot who I was. I think you forgot what my name is. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to
0: remind you right now. Yeah. That yeah. touchdown pass that he threw to Rashad Perriman Rashad was Perriman. beautiful. It was just yeah. so nice. You just found him right in the corner of the end zone. Uh, that was vintage Tom Brady, and that was something that we've been witnessing for, you know, Pretty much his entire career. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's
1: it's he's that good, and he is still that good, you know. So, and and I hope I hope that he's good enough too that he can uh, salvage any sort of marital strife that he's having right now with his wife, his lovely wife. So we'll see. Yeah. You see how, how great the goat
0: actually is. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> good one. Uh yeah, let's see if he can he can do all these great things on the field, uh, he's got to uh, pull off the goat status off the field too. Yes,
1: yes he does. Because you're Tom Brady, that's what you do, buddy. That's what yeah. you do.
0: Uh James Winston, uh he was he had a pretty good game but um three picks um you know but he is playing this game with four fractures in his back i cannot believe that they marched him out there four fractures in his back painkillers extra padding but uh, are you kidding me four fractures we talked about the rib cartilage fracture that that uh, herbert had but Four fractures in his back and they're marching him out there to try to get a victory. This is insane to me. That's not on his spine, right?
2: <laughs>
1: like I don't know. But you know, like if you're if you're putting together like a guy that's just like put together by duct tape, maybe it's time to uh I think we're gonna have to sit you down. Yeah, oh. yeah, because yeah. he, he can barely stand.
0: Taysom Hill should have been in there. I, I wouldn't have had Winston playing with, with that, those back injuries. Uh, Alvin Kamara out, that really hurts the Saints. Uh, yeah. Michael Thomas got another touchdown. Great to see him back in the end zone. Uh, yep. Second week in a row. Uh, Mark Ingram had a good game uh, filling in for Kamara, but um, yeah, they just uh, didn't have enough. Uh great defense for three quarters, uh, but Marshawn Lattimore, like you say, he poked a berry, t- tugged on Superman's cape, and and now they've got the loss, and that was that was a wrong move on his part. Wrong move on his part. And now, because of
1: that win by Brady, he does not have a losing record against any team in his stellar career. Yeah. He had it against the Saints.
0: Did. Not anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Tampa Bay and Green Bay play each other uh, next Sunday. It's going to be amazing. I failed to, to mention that Aaron Rodgers became the fifth quarterback in history to throw for 450 touchdowns or more. Um the goat has uh he has a uh, 626 and counting. Uh Breeze has 571, Peyton Manning 539, and the guy that Aaron Rodgers replaced, Brett Favre has 508 and um Aaron Rodgers should probably pass that sometime uh next season, I would think, uh, if he still if he sticks around. Uh, but Tom Brady just keeps pushing that record farther and farther and farther out of reach. Um, it could uh yeah, it could be to a point that nobody's ever gonna get to. Yeah, yeah. Like that that's why he's playing this year, right? Just so just to make sure, just to make
1: sure. Nobody's ever gonna touch my records. That's why I'm doing this extra year. Nobody.
0: <laughs> Nobody's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the South, uh, as I said, the Bucks are two and all Saints are one and one, and the Panthers and Falcons both fall to O and two. So um that is uh the coverage of the NFL from top to bottom, every every division. Uh, that was a fun week too. Uh, th- it's gonna be a, a really good week three. I, I I mentioned uh three really amazing matchups that we're really excited for, and um yeah, here we go. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, Steelers, uh, Steelers, Browns on Thursday, and then tons of great games. Uh, coming Sunday, that Bills Dolphins game. Um, holy cow, uh, that will be epic, and uh, I sure. I will not miss a second of that. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that Rams Cardinals looking forward to the Packers Bucks and uh, many other matchups will be great. 49ers Broncos uh, Cowboys Giants always uh, Monday nighter. As I said, one week from tonight. Anything else else you want to mention?
1: Uh, No, no, not really. It's just uh, the Falcons. They make me sad. Make me so sad. Yeah. I, I would like them to be better one of these years. I'd like the organization to heal at some point. Yeah. But you know, maybe 2025. Maybe that'll be the year.
0: Maybe, yeah, yeah
2: maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, one last thing. Uh police are investigation, some allegations of assault on Kyler Murray from the fans. Uh somebody supposedly reached out and, and struck Kyler. From the fan, uh, from the stands, and uh, so the police are trying to find out the details on that. So we will see what what comes out of it. Um, let's let's talk about the UFC. We had um, USC Vegas sixty. It's uh sixty fights at the apex. That's crazy. I I I don't want very many more at the apex. I don't think it's enough of an atmosphere there. Not enough crowd not enough energy. I hate hearing every single yell by the coaches and stuff. Uh they got to get they got to get more out to stadiums places around the world. Uh 60 at the Apex. That's way too many and and I'm done with it. That's actually the 210th fight night in UFC history and um, there was 13 fights on the card. Uh the big one was uh, the main event, and it's uh, it's becoming a, a bantamweight uh, sort of elimination battle. Uh, we're seeing these top uh, 10 guys just keep constantly facing each other, and it's, uh, it's really starting to emerge to a great picture. Uh, but one thing that just really shocked me was uh, Jose Aldo has decided to retire, and he uh, is hanging them up. He's walking away. He was number six in this division. And uh so there'll be a big shift uh today or tomorrow. The rankings come out. Um, were you shocked to hear the news that Jose has decided to call it a career? Yeah, because he's still really good. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's he's still in the top ten, you know, mm-hmm. like, but
1: at the same time, if he feels that he doesn't have it anymore, then he doesn't have it. And on top of that, that's him leaving on a high note. Yeah, you know, like like he like the, the game didn't push him out. He left with grace. Yeah. You know? And that that's that's always a good thing to see. And yeah. you know, he didn't overstay his welcome.
0: Yeah. So, Two, two-time uh featherweight champ, uh great <laughs> bantamweight contender, 30 uh 36 and 8 final record. Um he won he won 25 of his first 26 fights. Uh he Really um, has had a prolific career. After losing the belt to Conor McGregor in 13 seconds, uh, that might have just broken a guy and, and just made him retire, quit, go away then. Uh, he changed weight class, weight divisions and was able to get a lot of nice big victories and and move back up the ranks and and to um, yeah, walk away at number six. Uh, he asked the UFC to release him. He had one fight left and there was a lot of speculation that he would fight on this, uh, Rio de Janeiro card that's coming up fairly soon. He is the King of Rio. Uh, but he has, he has been starting to entertain offers to box. And so he's going to cash in the big money, uh, while he can and, uh, fight probably one of the polls, one of their buddies or something like that. And, uh, and uh, this is another example, though, that really bothers me, is if the UFC paid these guys better, uh, we wouldn't keep losing them. Nate Diaz, oh, Jose Aldo, who's next, uh, going to boxing and uh, cashing in on the big money. Uh, we would probably lose uh, Francis Ngannou, our heavyweight champion, to the boxing ring. Um, yeah, if you paid these guys better, Dana and, and company, uh, maybe we wouldn't be losing on so many great fighters. Yeah, maybe. But you know what? Greed is a heck of a thing. It really is. And so what
1: that tells me is that the UFC is like, well, we value what we pay ourselves a little bit more than what we pay these guys. All right? No. Sorry. Yeah. But and it's the truth. It's the truth. They, they yeah. absolutely do. They, 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 they agree with that mantra so much to the point that they could lose their heavyweight champion to it.
0: Yeah. So. Oh. Uh, one thing that um, was mentioned over the weekend, Joe Pfeiffer, a new UFC up-and-comer, said that um, Dana White stepped up and uh, took him out of a bad situation financially, was able to give him a place to live, gave him some money, and uh, helped him out over the past year as he was, trying to get into the UFC through the contender series. And um, yeah, just a a very classy, great move by Dana White, helping out a young guy that he saw a lot of potential in. And uh, this guy came into the UFC, got a really prolific knockout. And um, yeah, on the contender series was dynamic and fun. And um, yeah, great to see that Dana has a heart. And it's not, yeah, it's all just about him trying to make as much money as he can and forget the fighters. Um, he really went above and beyond for this guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, every once in a while, he does good stuff. where he, uh,
2: You
1: you got to acknowledge it. You got to acknowledge it. I like, don't you know. He you know, did something good there. That was pretty good, Dana. <laughs> pretty good, Uncle Dana. But at the same time, <laughs> if I'm Piper, it's like, dude, you better have exciting fights now forever because – I helped you out. Now you have to help me out. Yeah, always exciting. Hey, they always better be knockout, drag out brawls. I don't want to see you laying and praying.
0: Ever. <laughs> I, 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 wish I was applying the wall for that conversation.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much, uh, like yeah. Yeah, I think it's word for word. Yeah, I, I, somehow you were already there for the conversation. No, <laughs> well, I
1: most certainly was. I certainly was.
0: Yeah, um, this fight was actually uh, a epic f- uh, card for the record they set. There was 13 fighters on this card that came through the Dana White Contender Series. So we're seeing just so many guys uh, getting contracts and getting opportunities through that. Uh, it used to be the Ultimate Fighter, and now it's this Contender Series, and we're seeing contracts handed out every week 13 fighters on this card uh pretty incredible uh, half the card was uh from the Dana White contender series um this this started uh this makes the uh UC, usc bantamweight picture a little uh clearer um corey sanhagen and song yidong uh sanhagen took a big risk here he was kind of up there uh, clamoring for a title shot, decided to fight a guy much below him in the the rankings, but proved that he was the better fighter, uh, especially uh, landing that huge elbow that cut Song and and really just changed the the course of this fight. Uh, Song was uh, eventually told he couldn't continue because of the severity of the cut, uh, but um, definitely, I thought Corey was. A much better fighter in this battle with a, a really tough young fighter in Song Yudong.
1: Yeah, like Song Yudong is never going to give up on himself. The man is tough, he's strong, he's young, and he's got power for days from ev- from every from every uh, component of his body that he can hit you with, Yeah, everything. So um, with Sanhagen, though, I love the fact that he kept giving Song Yudong different looks. Like, yeah. he kept switching stances. He would try to bait him into takedowns. Like, he he changed levels and he'd just attack him in every sort of different way. Right. And also, the diversity of his strikes was ridiculous. Yeah. Was jumping knees, knees, the stepping elbows that gashed him in the first place. You know, like, if I was impressed yeah. with the way that he attacked Song Yudong and kept attacking him. But for Song Yudong... I was super impressed with the fact that he. I thought he came back in the third and won that round. Yeah, I really did. I thought he came back and he won that round. The man has heart. But in the fourth round, once they once he started, Sanhagen started working on that cut again. It was just like I, you. I I swear. I thought I saw some white. I thought I saw a skull. Like yeah. like it was. That thing was nasty. It had to stop. You cannot continue with a cut like that.
0: I actually think that they probably would have stopped it if they hadn't had a cut in the previous fight and it was a really bad, nasty cut that they let keep going on. I think uh, if they hadn't had that happen in the fight previous, uh, I think they would have stopped that fight even sooner.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right because even like after the second round when it happened and then he went back to his corner i was like oh, this
2: that's not good yeah. <laughs> that's a bad guy well it was
0: leaking directly into his eyeball but, and uh you know he had blood yeah he, he had to have blurry vision uh at the end of the fight he actually said that he couldn't see out of the other eye and uh so that's w- one of the main reasons why they stopped it uh, they said that he said he couldn't see and uh, it wasn't out of the eye that had the cut above it. it was actually the other eye. Oh yeah. that's bad
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. That's, that's, yeah.
1: That, that's actually kind of scary and that's horrible. Yeah. so yeah, obviously you have to you have to protect the fighter and
0: uh, you're done. you're done. Yeah. Yeah. So once uh, Sanhagen won, uh, he decided to call out the winner between uh, Cheeto Vera and Mirab Uh mm-hmm. Both of them jumped on social media immediately. Actually, Cheeto was in the apex, and he um, he said, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm game. Let's do it." Um, I think most fans are clamoring for Sanhagen Vera uh, seeing that battle together. Uh, it should be great. Uh, Vera's off of his big victory over Dominic Cruz, and um, he sits number, where is he? Oh, he's number five, and San Hagen, it sits at number four. So, uh, yeah, this could be a really good battle that uh, I would be very excited to see.
1: I, would, I absolutely love that matchup, and I hope that's the matchup that they make because that's exciting. Those are two guys that are just going to come forward, and they're going to bang it's yeah. going to be one heck of a fight. Uh
0: we're really close to uh, we're about a little over a month away between the champion Aljamain Sterling fighting TJ Dillashaw October 22nd. Uh that will be uh, a great 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 fight. I expect Aljo probably wins that one. Uh and then we've got Peter Yan uh fighting Sean O'Malley, who knows why? I think <laughs> Yan uh probably kills O'Malley. I don't see that being very good. Um, Jan's still not the number one contender. TJ is number two. Uh, Mirab sits number three. Um, and then Cheeto Aldo, uh, Aldo, so unfortunately, sorry, gone. Uh, font will move up, Cruz will move up, Pedro Munoz. And, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be exciting for this bantamweight division. I, I sure am looking forward to the Aldo TJ fight. Uh, not so much for the Yan O'Malley fights.
1: I can understand that. I can understand that. O'Malley actually, well, he's a big talker. He's got a big mouth. But at the same time, oh, oh yeah. Okay, so you you got a big mouth, but this is this is it. This is it right there. This is mm-hmm. like top of the food chain dude. So let's see what you could do against this guy.
2: Yeah. I um
1: I am very curious to see what he has against him or what any tricks that he's going to have in preparation for Peter Yan, because, yeah, I'm like yourself. I go, I think he's going to be completely outclassed in every aspect.
0: Yeah. Oh, he bit off way more than he could chew here. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a good matchup. I don't think uh, it'd be, it would be a shock if, if he is able to hang with Peter Yan, who's a killer. So, um, uh, I, I mentioned uh, Gregory Rodriguez in the co-main event, uh, middleweight bat, uh, matchup against uh, Chidi Enjikawani. Um Rodriguez, uh, you know, he's got an incredible body. He is in amazing shape. Uh, but I've seen him a bit stiff, and I thought Njikawani was going to be able to take him out. Uh, he almost did early on. Had him. Rodriguez in a lot of trouble. Uh, obviously opened up that massive cut uh, between his eyebrows. And, and it just started opening up wider and wider and wider. And, wider. and it, just, it just seemed like, ah, this is going to get called. And Enjikwani uh, and is going to get the victory. But Rodriguez, man, this guy's powerful and tough. And uh, he pulled out the big victory. Yeah, there's a reason why they call him RoboCop. He's able to walk through stuff.
1: Like that knee, I thought he was out. Yeah. You know, like, and, you know, especially when the analysts are like, how's he still standing? how did he do that? Yeah. I, I was actually asking, How did he do that? I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how he's still standing. Because yeah. man,
2: wow. super
1: top, amazing, amazing like yeah. durability. And that's what this fight actually came down to was who was more durable. Well, we got our answer, it was Rodriguez. Yeah. Because Rodriguez eventually got to enter Kewani, managed to hurt him. In the first, and then once he once he once he started really turning up the pressure in the second, and did that hip toss to him on the mat. First off, Enterkhwani, you could tell, was finally getting broken down because even that hip toss, I thought he went down pretty easy.
2: Yeah, very, and easy. Then, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And then yeah. and then, ground and pound strikes, and then after a while, the ground and pound was overpowering because he didn't even try to scramble or anything else. He just tried to cover up.
0: And yeah. Then he knew it was over. Fight was done. Yeah. Um, he went from Robocop to Terminator. That's a I, I love I love that line. That was a good one. Um, he that was one of the rounds of the year because he got in trouble after that knee, and he was uh Jaquani came in, landed some serious shots, but then he knocked down Chidi and yep. um yeah, had him in all sorts of trouble. Uh it was uh it was a hell of a good fight. These two guys are both amazing uh but rodriguez um yeah to be able to walk through that knee and the punishment that he took early to be able to get the victory um good on him and and uh yeah he's uh he's in in line for some uh amazing fights to come up I'm sure
1: no no he most certainly is uh, this was a very tough win for rodriguez but he still managed to pull it out and he showed his heart
0: yeah yeah um okay we got to fly through a lot of this but uh tell me about wh- your thoughts between uh, Andre Feely and Bill Algio. Great
1: fight. Uh definitely in the third round where Feely got that timely takedown against Algio. That's what won him the fight. That mm-hmm. that move right there is what actually won him the fight. I thought ah, these guys kind of looking in a mirror with the way that they like to attack each other. Yeah, yeah. Except Algio just likes to have his hands down a little bit lower than Feely. But uh, I thought um, both men, great fight, pretty equal, but at the same time, the strategy that Feely had, especially in that third round where that was the deciding round, yeah. him taking Algio down to the ground, beautiful, perfect.
0: That was, yeah, exactly what he needed and uh, got it. It was a split decision. Uh, two two judges had it 29 28 feely 1 had it 29 28 algio um it was uh uh surprising i heard that uh, algio broke his arm at some point in the fight uh we did i didn't notice it until i heard it today um but um yeah he uh, he broke his arm um feely said he was the one that broke it uh, i think he uh i think he thinks that it was from a kick that he blocked, but um, yeah, I, I I didn't notice it as the fight was wearing on. These guys are so tough.
1: I I, I definitely didn't notice it. Obviously, it was from probably one of uh, his head kick attempts. I think from Feely, but I didn't notice it. And yeah. also too, Aljo,
0: ridiculous poker face. Yeah, couldn't tell. Crazy. Huh? Yeah, you're right. right. We we talk about how tough they are, but uh yeah, it's shocking all the time how much uh, it is. Um at some point through the fight they showed Joe Rogan sitting with Dave Chappelle. Uh man, I wish I could have been next to either one of those guys. Uh that would have been a hell of a fun night. That would have been the funniest uh like like
1: time that you've ever had watching fights.
0: Because yeah. all
1: you'd have to do is just overhear their conversation, and be like, okay, this this is the best. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure,
0: sure made that. me wish I, I was I, there.
1: Yeah, and I, and I didn't have to pay for it. I didn't have to pay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned Joe Pfeiffer earlier. Uh, he got the big uh, KO win. Uh, man, he looked really good. Uh, huge right hand that just landed right on the temple and dropped uh, Um, Almost a walk-off win uh, Ta- Tognoni kind of came in. It was like, uh, and then he had to land a couple of extra shots to finish it off. But, uh, I love his nickname, body bags, uh, was able to get his seventh knockout and 10 victories. And, and, uh, yeah, this is a, this is a guy I think a lot of people are going to get behind. Uh, it seems like a, a good, um, a good guy that, um, you know, has had a rough life, but, uh, is turning it around with a uh, very experienced uh, martial arts career,
1: yeah, and, and also, too, like definitely a guy that you can get behind, definitely a guy that I guess apparently the boss gets behind, yeah, so that's a good yeah. thing, yeah. And also, too, he's got one of the baddest nicknames in, in the UFC right now, body bags. I remember when I first
2: heard that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's nice,
0: <laughs> I love it, yeah, <laughs> love yeah. That. He got 50 K for that knockout and um, he mentioned it was his 26th birthday. So he really must've celebrated after that would have been awesome. Um, He said that he had a really, really tough life. Uh, A lot of abuse in his family. He ended up sleeping on park benches when he was a teenager. Uh, Really had a tough go until he got into uh, mixed martial arts and uh, turned his life around and, uh great to see um young guys that have a a tough upbringing uh, get tuned into martial arts and um yeah have, uh, end up uh, having a great life um you know from uh where you you just really didn't see that um projection but um very 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 heartwarming to to see a guy be able to turn his life around.
1: Uh it always is. It always is and those are always the people that you can you have no problem getting behind. And uh hopefully seeing their success and seeing the rise to the ranks and soar. Because, that, hey, at the end of the day, their hard work has paid off and this is what they've earned for themselves. Yeah. So good on uh,
0: Tanner Bulzer, uh took a loss here. Uh, didn't have a mullet anymore, which was quite surprising to me. Uh, came, came Coming off um, a victory over KO knockout of Oven St. Prue. Uh, but hasn't fought in a year, year and three, four months. Um, Came in uh, about 30 pounds lighter than um, Nascimento. And uh, once the fight went to the ground, uh, that's where he is missing that size, that uh, weight. And uh, it's very tough for Tanner to get up when a guy's like 30 pounds heavier than him. Um, he had the speed factor going into, it, you know, on the stand-up game. But once that fight went to the ground uh, lookout, uh, I felt really sorry for Tanner not being able to get up and, uh, you know, continue fighting.
1: That's it. That That's why he lost the fight was the fact that Nassimento was able to get him to the ground. And then Bozer, being the smaller man, literally couldn't get up. You mm-hmm. know, like, it took him an amazing amount of effort. To finally get up from out from underneath the bigger man. Yeah. But you know, as he keeps doing that throughout the course of the fight, it just begins to add up and add up and add up. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, Tanner got taken down. If he was able to keep his distance away from Nascimento, he would have won that fight. But yeah. Nasamento really good. Yeah. And eventually he was able to track him down and get him to the match.
0: I, I know Tanner Bozer um and he gets asked to go down to 205 all the time, and he immediately just calls people stupid and says, What the hell? There's no way I'm doing that. Forget it. Uh I, I, I'm I'm not going to cut muscle off to um, you know, get down there. There's no way. Uh my speed advantage is is great when I can stay lean and mean like this. Um yeah, I don't know. I I I I just hope that he can get amazing, amazing, amazing takedown defense where people just can't get him to the ground and he can stay standing, use that speed. He's got a lot of power, uh, but you know, we've seen him lose way too many decisions uh, that you know could go either way. But uh, for some reason, the judges are favoring the other guy. This one, uh, Nascimento was able to get those takedowns and, and keep him down for, for most of the rounds. When he had him, uh, it was a split decision, but uh, another unfortunate uh, split decision loss for Bozer. And, um, yeah, I I don't know who he's going to face next, but I, I sure hope, uh, you know, he can face a guy that doesn't want to go to the ground and he can just, uh, you know, show these, uh, you know, show his skill. But I just, yeah, the whole entire fight, I just kept wishing that uh, it wasn't on the ground. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so did I. But uh Nascimento had a very simplistic and easy game plan, which is I just need to get this guy on the mat. And
2: yeah. since I'm
0: the bigger man, it's gonna be super hard for him to get up.
2: Yeah.
0: And Brazilians uh love doing that. So uh yeah, it was kind of uh a foregone conclusion, unfortunately. Um let's let's talk about the opening fight to the main card. Another Canadian in there, uh Marc Andre Berrio, the power bar. Um Fighting Fluffy Anthony for Hernandez. Um, he was not fluffy in this one at all. He was definitely the better man. Uh, they say styles make fights, and uh, but this was kind of a one sided affair. Um, he was really, really dominant. I think, um, uh, Berrio broke his rib early, and uh, it really. Significantly exactly. stopped him. Um, he got spiked on his head once, which was pretty shocking. But um, yeah, Fluffy was uh yeah, the better man on this on this night, definitely in this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, he hurt Burial. I thought in the first round, Burial did actually very well within the clinch and getting off his uppercuts and stuff. But once the second round and the third round started, you could tell that Hernandez. His 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 cardio was really beginning to wear on Burial. And he was beginning to slowly but surely take over the fight by grappling him, leaning on him, dragging him down to the mat, hurting him. Like, you know, like it was it was just it just kept coming and coming and coming. And you could see Burial begin to wilt slowly but surely as the fight went
0: on. Sure did. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, let's talk about the three limbs. Uh what do you want to focus on? We should try to fly through there. Um, tell me what what fight you most like to chat about. Jackson versus Sabatini for me.
1: Okay. I, and the reason why I want to talk about this fight in particular was the heavy heart that uh, Damian Jackson went into the to octagon with, having found out earlier that week that his brother had passed away, yeah. Uh, yeah. shockingly passed away. Brutal. And it was it was, oh, it was super brutal. Yeah. Um. Then the fact that I, I love the fact that he said, oh, there was no question I was going to do the fight because that's what he would have wanted me to do. And that's what I was going to do. Yeah. And and I love the fact that he took out a guy that was 4-0 in the USA and did it in spectacular fashion.
2: Yeah. With
1: that front kick, rocked him, grounded, and pounded him for the win, quick in and out, which is, I think, exactly what
0: he needed. Sure. Done. Yeah, just over a minute and a big victory. Yeah, uh, it was heartwarming. I mean, it was heartbreaking Thank to you. uh hear, you know, losing his brother and uh, yeah, that's got to be so tough uh you're in fight camp and you're trying to get ready for a big big battle being the feature prelim fight and uh yeah, um uh, yeah, good on him. I'm glad he was able to get the victory and and uh it, he did it in very quick fashion, took no damage at all
1: yeah 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 he did he did it quick, and uh, I think it's something that you know briefly would help him and his family as they get over this
2: uh their painful loss
0: yeah uh, i I wanted to mention uh Trey Ogden, a winner over uh devin Zellbuter. um I love his nickname the samurai ghost uh, i hate i hate the nickname for Zell Huber golden boy uh no that's Oscar <laughs> Dale boy his name and uh nobody else should take that uh that was kind of ridiculous um it was uh, a really good kickboxing uh display by Ogden um he yeah he just I, I really like this fighter um he is uh, really great he was a uh, severe underdog but uh James Krause, I think one of the best uh, coaches in the game, was able to figure out the game plan and get Ogden the victory. Um, Yeah, and a huge upset.
1: Yeah, big time upset. I thought myself for this particular fight, Zell Huber was too cautious. He, He was too cautious. He didn't trust himself and he didn't trust his striking. And Ogden took advantage of that by literally just being the busier fighter.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah uh three canadians on the card was was pretty incredible uh jillian robertson the savage um had been through a ton of wars uh dean thomas is her coach uh you know just 10 and 7 going in but a veteran been in there with a ton of girls uh facing maria agapova who was you know favored and supposed to win but um robertson was just a dog on the bone relentlessly going for the takedown even when she was taking massive amounts of elbows and shots to the face just kept going for it once she finally got the takedown that secured she was able to get the rear naked choke in and uh and and basically agapova couldn't tap before she went to sleep and and she was really asleep for a bit there and uh uh what do you think uh that was uh i think it was a little bit of a mistake by the ref to not get in there a little sooner but also too, it was weird, you know what I mean? Like,
1: I don't know what Agapova was trying to do, but like, I I, I clearly remember, I think DC saying, "Is she biting her tongue to try to like like to try to fight it off?" And i like, and you could kind of see it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not how you fight a rear naked choke. That's just <laughs> how you go to sleep for a very very long time. It 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 actually looked a little bit concerning. Yeah, because to me, I'm like. Is she going to bite her tug off?
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, no, man, bite the hands. I didn't understand what she was doing because I I think she panicked.
2: Yeah.
1: I think she panicked. And, you know, at the same time, it's like, no, you're
0: a professional fighter. You got to know these things.
1: Yeah. Because that's what makes
2: sense. I'm (laughs) bite your tug.
0: No, that was tough. That was (laughs) tough to see. But uh, good on Jillian. Great to see a victory. There we had two Canadians uh, lose, but uh, the lone Canadian victory. And uh, she, she is you know, she is quite the legend. Um, she's had the most uh, most submissions in USC flyweight history, extending her own record to six now, most wins in the USC flyweight history. She's she's uh one behind Valentina Shevchenko and Ch- Caitlin Chukagian. Uh, they both have nine, and she has eight. Uh, most finishes in UFC women's history. She has seven. Jessica Andrush has eight, and the Amanda Nunes has ten. So, um, yeah, just uh, really starting to move up in the ranks in these records. And uh, she's from a great team in Florida, the Goat Shed. Uh, great to see her get her hand raised, and uh, a pretty good card overall. Overall, uh, we've seen we've seen some really, really, really big cards. Uh, in the last month or so but uh this one was not bad uh we have a one week break uh with the UFC uh no no card this coming Saturday so uh nothing to uh look forward to just uh we got a we got a break uh, on Saturday um yeah it'll be very weird uh no boxing no UFC uh yeah we'll uh we'll be able to do other things with our lives on on Saturday. Saturday night.
1: I don't know if I like that at all. That, that's horrible. That, that's this is that's a bad idea. Horrible.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. Come on, keep them coming. We want more. We want more. Yeah, bring them every week. We we uh, we love the UFC. So bring them on. Keep keep yep. them coming.
1: Well, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. I understand that sometimes fighters need a break, I guess. So, you know, it's 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 okay.
0: I I I'll, I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, uh, this one uh turned out to be long. Uh we had a lot of NFL to cover, but uh yeah, what a what a great week of football and um yeah, uh two Monday nighters out. Uh, really weird. A uh, lot to prepare for today, but uh, this was fun as always and And, uh, yeah, thanks for your great breakdowns. It was awesome.
1: No, no, thank you. Uh, It's always a pleasure doing this with you on the Mondays. And uh, look forward to the next Monday where we
0: just get to focus on football. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. Uh, We'll see what breaks down out of the rest of the world of sports. But, uh, yeah, just a football podcast coming up. So I hope you have a great week. I hope it's not as uh, difficult and tough. Uh, as your day was today and um, yeah keep in touch I guess uh, let's talk through the week yep you betcha will do okay buddy cheers
2: cheers for now
0: okay another podcast wow I think we're uh, yeah over two hours here holy cow uh, gotta wrap it up uh, thanks to our partners and sponsors gotta mention um, anchor.fm easiest place to make a podcast just go there and you can do what Jason and I are doing here. Uh, Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology performance and value. v 350 stick is a must-have for any hockey player in your midst. Uh, Pampas and Possibilities, designers of West Coast pretty things for your home. Uh, get them to come in and uh, spruce up your house to make it look phenomenal and Forever Living, the aloe vera company for health and beauty products. Um, you can find lots of products on our website. And, um, yeah, get them get some discounts there as well. Thanks for sticking in. Appreciate your support, as always. And, um, yeah, lots of great things on our media network, Complete Media Network, Complete Sports Media. Love you guys lots. Tell your friends, tell your family. Have a good week ahead. Take care. Bye.